we're always looking for the next season. (laughs) (laughs) We always are. The next off season, the next hunting season, whatever it is, it's always a season coming. It's always a season coming. Dog season for me. Hey, Adam, before we get started, let's don't forget to mention our sponsors. Yeah, the guys who helped bring this podcast. We couldn't do it without them. I guess we could, but it makes it a lot easier, you know? That's right. Shin Gear, waterfowl equipment that's built better. Made by waterfowlers for waterfowlers. Go get you some Shin Gear. Miss Melissa at Duck Dog Clothing. For all your Duck Dog Clothing needs, podcast gear, check out Melissa. Our website at Duck Dog Clothing. Dropbox, go in, buy a t-shirt or hat. Supports us. We appreciate it. Don't forget your wet mud mats and your Kong bumpers. And if you're not Kong, Jim, you're wrong. Soggy Dog Gear, SoggyDogGear.com. Oh, Doug over there at Soggy Dog, he's a dog man. For all your dog training equipment, he's got it there. Go to SoggyDogGear.com. Be sure on your flat collars to use the discount code, the doghouse, to get your discount on your flat collars. G&G Motors, Columbia, Kentucky. See Chaz Giles for all your large, small, new and used tractors. Chaz Giles at G&G Motors, Columbia, Kentucky. Guys, don't forget to check out Tetra, the hearing system that works. Tetra, hear the hunt. Hear the hunt. The Sullivan family has been with us a long time, guys. It's no longer Sullivan Motors. It's Sullivan Kirk Automotive, Sullivan Kirk Outfitters for your lift kits, and etc., etc. Also, new and used vehicles. Those guys who have supported us a long time, we'd appreciate it if you support them. everybody welcome back to another episode of the doghouse podcast man it's been a while since y'all have heard from me i have uh well big jim took the box down to pat and um andy atars and got that done and then we did the uh story on on jimmy which has been super cool and and all that but i'm flying solo tonight um without jimmy uh, he's he's at home probably in bed by now i'm sure but uh, here I, I'm at Duck Camp, and I've been trying to get these guys to do a podcast here at Duck Camp for quite some time. So, um, and, you know, I, I hunted maybe one day at TJ Mallet's, a couple of days with Ryan Hart, and then a day or two with Jack. But I spend the majority of my time hunting here at what we call Indian Lakes, and uh, want to introduce you to these guys and kind of tie it all together how it all came about so indian lakes is uh, um the place in mississippi where we hunt belongs to mr leland irby i'm gonna introduce him first leland how you doing doing well good good so <clears throat> what i'll do i'll introduce everybody and i'll we'll, we'll get going and then got the uh, prince of the prairie lee skinner <laughs> he rolled his eyes <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh, we got our buddy Lee Skinner with us. Lee, what's up, buddy? All good, bud. <laughs> good. Then we got Walter Field. Walter's been on the podcast before. How you doing, man? Man, doing great. Glad to be here. Several episodes ago, we did a story time with Walter, 
uh, we talked a lot of turkey hunting and <clears throat> talked about y'all's farm and all that stuff. It was a cool one. If you didn't listen to it, you can go back and um, check it out. So, um, Walter, I guess the central deal here that connects this whole circle here would be you, right? Uh, theoretically. <laughs> not theoretically. Hell, it is. I'm right, not so, sure about that theory, but I'm sure you have a point. Yeah, so you know New Leland. That is correct. All right, and you and Lee grew up together. That is also correct. And then I came in with, with the dogs. So talk about you and Lee. You, you've been y'all born like days apart. Yeah, that's simple. Yeah, less than a couple weeks apart. Kindergarten, graduated high school together, uh, junior college together. Mississippi State together. He uh, he was smarter than me. He got out faster than me. We did not do that together, but <laughs> we we both farm. <laughs> we both farm, not not together, but pretty damn close. And uh, yeah, only long time, long time. Long we time. met the first day of kindergarten, maybe preschool. Yeah, yeah. I went in preschool, but yeah, long time. Yeah. Yep. So y'all known each other essentially your whole life. Yes. All right. So where does Leland come in at? Leland and you like your relationship. Yeah, met Leland in oh goodness, two thousand eight ish. Family. He's giving you the nod of approval. So yeah. Yeah, family has a has a farm there where I'm from around Sugarlock, Mississippi, and uh, we we lease a bunch of that ground out mainly for for deer hunting at the time it was more than that and uh, we were in a transition there and and looking for some new leasers and and leland and i had a mutual contact kind of a friend of a friend and and him and some of his friends and uh family young young boys at that time they were looking for a place to, to deer hunt and they leased family land and uh that's how i got to know leland and Lots happened since then. <laughs> Lots happened since then. Yeah. So, so Leland, you meet Walter. You start deer hunting together. Tell everybody where you're from and and kind of who you are before you get going there. Um, Leland Irby from Meridian, Mississippi. <clears throat> Born and raised right there, in Meridian. Raised. Raised. Yep. Um. Got a couple businesses. Um. Uh, ended up hunting uh, at walters for years and then started buying up some some of my own land and don't hunt there any longer just because i don't have time to Talking about uh, hunt it at your it, own land yeah i hunt at my own land uh, right at walters <clears throat> and don't hunt there correct anymore just because of time yeah but that's that's pretty much it. Got some farm ground. We do some farming together. Yeah. Um, hunt together. Um, do a lot together. Yes. So not only just started, you once you guys met through hunting, y'all got into farm business partners, I guess, on some ground together and yeah. a lot of stuff. It's a pretty unique story how we got to farm, and it's, it's really laughable how we got to farming like row crop farming yes yeah. uh we uh our first first year farming was 2012 but but how we got to farming is is leland bought his i guess his first piece of property there in cooksville in, in 2009 
and uh, there was a guy from Tennessee that was got to farming in our area and leasing up some ground. And did he lease your place in Cooksville prior to you having it? Yes. All right, so he was already in place on that farm he purchased. And my family's land was growing up, and, and this guy was looking for ground. So Leland put me in touch with him. So he's leasing Leland's farm and the, and the family farm. And, and in the, one of the ways that we were going to trade out rent is he was going to give us deer corn. And, man, he went to shelling corn about July. Didn't have any dryers. And Leland and I didn't know anything. And uh said, is this is this corn dry? Oh yeah, old buddy. It's 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 good to go. It was soaking wet. I mean it, it smelled like a whiskey till still. It was fermenting in two days. So me and him and, and, and some guys, we had to spread it out on concrete, spread it around, get it to dry out, and it made us so mad that, that we was kinda ready to, to make a move there, but we didn't want to be mean, so somehow we just figured we'd just farm it ourselves. So that's how we got to farming. I like to hear y'all's story. We're talking about when y'all started farming, how, um, as you would say, Leland, everybody had the big eye on you, huh? <laughs> All the farmers around was oh, like, yeah, oh, watch these two clowns. I'm huh? labeled as a hobby farmer. <laughs> <laughs> that came full circle, by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when y'all got started, t- tell that story about when, when you know, when y'all was getting going. Y'all probably didn't know much, I'm assuming, right? That would be a correct assumption. <laughs> I don't know that we know much now, but we didn't have a clue. And Lee, Lee and his brother, Will, his dad, they were being as helpful as they can, but we were blind. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure we could tell a lot of stories to tell how little we knew, but it was quite a learning curve. They caught on quick. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt. Um, I, I guess both of you, I guess, considered first-generation row crop farmers now, huh? No, my dad. My dad farmed. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. There ain't many people that are first-generation farmers anymore, you know what I mean? Right. You don't hear that much, you know, right. just off the top of my head. Lee, y'all farm also, right? That's right. Uh Pretty pretty sizable amount to you and your brother Will. That's right. And your father. That's right. Talk a little bit about y'all's place. Man, it's most of it's been in the family for a long time. Mm. Uh, we're for sure fifth generation, uh, maybe sixth. I'm not sure, but um, we grow cotton and corn and uh, a few soybeans. Do a little hunting there as well. Y'all 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 like like to hunt and grow these deer and stuff so that's all pretty cool i get to kind of sit back and laugh at y'all with that you know not a big deer hunter y'all checking your cameras and all that left and right all right so all y'all farm right there together walter your farm is a little bit further south than 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 leland's farms and, and lee's farm but y'all all right there together so i guess that's how you three guys ended up having a pretty close relationship huh yeah. yeah, I guess it. I guess the first first time I met Lee was he him helping us set a planter up. Yeah, along the lines of that of really spending time. He's mm-hmm. he loaned us some some technology to use on our planter, um, and 
it just we're pretty we're pretty much neighbors yeah as far as farm grounds concerned um so that's i guess that's been since 2012 that's right yeah man you don't realize that that's going on 12 years ago that's right yeah, i went over there and they were they were trying to get started planting and they called and said, can you come over and make sure we get things going right? And I, yes. when I got there, I was expecting them to be going, and I was just going to check. Well, they were kind of sitting there waiting <laughs> to get going. <laughs> I was like, all right. So you, so, gave, you gave them a kick in the can and got going? I didn't know much more than they did at the time, but <laughs> we, got it, we got it moving. At each, uh, <clears throat> each step of, uh, you know, the planting, the fertilizing, the spraying, he came – at that stage of hey we're ready to fertilize now Mm -hmm. but we wasn't we were waiting on him to get a strike now we're ready to spray they's waiting on each stage each stage had a key lady come over to make sure we don't mess this deal up we're not going to tell the details from that first year it's too long be too embarrassing I, like I said, though, they caught on quick. Yeah. And, and now I about need to wait on them to come show me <laughs> what, what to do. They both have done very well at it. Picked it up. Oh, yeah. Them, hadn't they? Yeah. Good. All right. What about, I guess, Leland, you have this as much as anybody, your your love for developing habitat um, and, and the wildlife. You really do enjoy that part, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's um, that's more interesting to me than than any aspect of it. The only reason I farm is for for wildlife. Mm-hmm. Um, gives you some equipment that you can use for the wildlife. Um, some of the byproducts of it uh, benefit it, and the farming part of it grew way larger than I intended it on to uh, doing. Uh, but it but it is what it is. Right. Yep. And it's not your nature to not take something and maximize it either, right? It seems to be my nature. That, to me, I pick, you know, I get yep. that. I get that. And so you've done that with the farmer just like you would anything else. Correct. Yeah. So I guess that your farm's at home, and, and I, I'm talking to all three of you here. All three of you are interested in building habitat and raising, you know, recruitment of turkeys and trying to the ducks and whatnot so all you guys you, you all you guys got farms leland you have um cooks full at the that, time and you're still hunting at calyx right at the time at yes. the time and then uh, a piece of property come available called a roost and you purchase that i think you said it's 15 and uh yeah 2015 yeah and so uh, you know when we're around here and every time i'm around y'all you guys are always talking about a better way to do something, a better way to to, to grow your green fields or, or burn a section of pines off or something like that, correct? So y'all talk about, Walter, you talk about what you were saying. You know, that drives you to develop more habitat and get be better at what you're doing. What you got, you want to make it the best it can be. Yeah, I think I I would speak for the, the group, and they've done it equal or, or maybe a lot bigger scale than than me. But I don't really think it matters if it's just whether it's deer habitat or turkey habitat or duck habitat or, or something on the farm, and you know, trying to increase yield, whether that's 
surface drainage or irrigation or tile, I just I think it would be ingrained in all of us of how can we make it better. Mm-hmm. And in where we are from and where we farm, where we grew up, we are definitely in a in a place where deer and turkey would be primary. Not as great a duck flyway. So I think we were always, you know, deer habitat, turkey habitat, how can we make it better? And then as we got more exposure to, to ducks and duck hunting and uh yeah, I mean, Leland got this place years ago, and, and he, his, even here, as great a place as it is, how can we get it better? Right. Right. So, I guess when you got to roost, Leland, you, you were, had you already started duck hunting at Cooksville? Yes. So. Yes. Um, let's see. I bought, uh, bought Cooksville in 2009 and, and had a duck hole made on it in 2009 uh so walter and 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 me and my children we hunted we hunted there starting in 2009 i i have periodically hunted for 30 years but like i said on our side of the state ducks are periodic um you you hunt them when you got them and then you you dare hunt the other days so we didn't really focus focus on ducks just hunted them when you could yeah yeah Yeah. you hunted them when they showed up but that kind of lit a fire under you to want more out of the ducks i'm assuming Uh, yeah the um my kids got got to where we needed to shoot things (laughs) (laughs) we had to kill stuff (laughs) so so it was hard to um it was hard to hold them back on the deer because we're trying to grow deer and um and i i saw that i could throw some duck hunts in there and knock the edge off with them and it could get me some deer another year older (laughs) so so that was it was kind of an alternative motive there at the beginning but we all enjoyed it yeah so y'all hunted and then i know you guys have hunted on y'all's farms and then I've heard you mention renting out pits in Arkansas before. Yeah, got froze <laughs> froze out and yeah, all. You like, know, I know you've been up this yeah. way before, right? And um, Walter, I know y'all had started talking about wanting to try to find a lease, whether it be in Arkansas or right here on the river somewhere. But you went with Doctor Bush. That is correct. I think that that would have been December of sixteen. Uh, met Doctor Bush through doing some turkey hunts and stuff and he turkey hunted with you for a long time yeah yeah he still does and and hunted with him a couple years and and then eventually in conversation it it came out that uh well matt persons kind of anyway it came out that that he was a member at fighting bayou and i was like what's fighting bayou and then matt enlightened me and told me that that was a big deal and i uh I proceeded to to twist his arm and see if I could work out a spot to come over there and, and go hunting with him because yeah. I've always loved duck hunting and and he obliged uh, very welcoming and and yeah went hunting in 2016 and just had a a great hunt saw a lot of ducks killed a lot of ducks great environment uh, good people and and was really just blown away by the experience and. I probably couldn't get on the phone fast enough to tell 
to tell Leland about it, I was on fire. And in it, we had already been been looking for other opportunities or pursuing, and that was essentially through you know looking at leases or what what's available out there. And that seemed to uh, maybe kick off a, a more of a desire within our group to to see what's out there. And then me and him and Lee, we uh, yeah we were part of one lease we burn up no telling how much diesel fuel riding around chasing essentially cold leads and looking at for properties for sale no it's for lease, for lease. May, that could have been for sale Both. too yeah yeah, yeah but lead, it was you sell land that's if we, you, didn't, you didn't even mention that earlier so you are the hound you can find it right you usually stay on top of it yeah you? So you ain't never seen a dog tree like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess Leland, at what point did you decide, all right, I want to buy something over there after a failed lease or two? I'm I think that Arkansas lease had a little something to do with it. <laughs> yeah. On that trip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that spurred it on. Yeah. Some of the leasing and the guiding and then some of the, lease opportunities that we went and visited and visited with the owners and stuff and said you know we got we got to we got to do better th- than this um so in um and i i spread the word to everybody you know everybody i saw man if you hear anything over uh it seems like the better the better properties make may, may be word of mouth and uh versus via seeing them posted on the internet yeah. somewhere so um in 2017 found this place um and got to come test drive it i don't know two two or three times in 17 which 2017 was a phenomenal year for migration right uh it was a great year. I, I don't Population. guess it's been matched since then that i've heard um so it was it was more ducks than we had ever seen in our life, and I—that's when I knew that that it was like, yeah, this that we can work with this. Gotta gotta <laughs> have something like this. It, so. Yeah, we want to start with something like this and try to make it better. Is that when the the y'all were over here hunting and the spoonie came in and Jake cut down on it? It was Justin. Justin, okay. <laughs> he he shot the uh, the the hollywood yeah he it, said that in singular terms it was plural spoonies i do believe yeah <laughs> it was and it, uh the gentleman that that owned the place at the time was was with us and he was stepping back it it took his breath when we <laughs> when we did that but we we were ex- just as excited about that as uh is anything oh <laughs> uh, so 17 you test drove it you bought it in 18 lee yeah yeah 2018 yep all right and it's called indian lakes tell everybody let's let's tell everybody what indian lakes is because people have heard me talk about coming here um i've talked about it on the podcast about going hunting with leland and my buddies at indian lakes so what what is indian lakes um indian lakes is um it's a really all it is is an abandoned catfish farm correct 
Um, it was a large, the original piece of Indian Lakes that I purchased was a piece of the original farm. Um, it's, it, and it's just, um, it's just catfish ponds, about half of the acreage is grown up in, in willow trees, large willow trees, you know, 40, 50 feet trees. Yeah. And then about half of it is split between hot crops and more soils. Yeah. Um, and we had that for, I guess, two years. Two to three, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. two to three years. And then another piece of the original Indian Lakes came up for sale, and I, I picked it up. And it is, um, <clears throat> it's straight out catfish ponds with no willows in it. So that's that's the project we're working on. Pretty now. raw. Yes. Yeah. And this, how much, how big is this piece up north here? Uh, 450 acres. 450s, and down here is? 820. 820. Yeah. So, um, the willows, moist soils, we got some corn and rice yes. up here yes. on, on the north property. And then we hunt, I guess we would say how many, how, primarily in the willows. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And it's yeah. pretty dang cool, ain't it? It's, it's really cool. I mean, the, the ponds are set up for different, different ponds with different characteristics, different winds, uh, different water depths. Um, so yeah, they're, they're set up, they're set up perfect for us. For, they're perfect for us. Um, so you pick up this piece down here and I feel like it's, it's, I guess I came into the picture. When was it? Walter, two, 20, 20? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Whenever <laughs> Walter tried out all those dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Walter's that, the guy that wants what he wants. You know, he, he knows what he wants, and that's what he wants. No. No. He knows what he wants, but he don't know how to get to it. <laughs> all but sounds, he figures it out. All sounds like strengths to me. <laughs> so that's when you um, – Yeah, was it 19, 20? It had like to be 19. 20 was COVID year. Well, no, hang on. I can answer that question. I don't I don't know when he, when he was first appearance was, but – it was leading up to our first season here in 18. Big deal because, you know, like you said, we test drove it in 17. You got the deal worked out and purchased it in February. Or maybe you got it like under a, a it, verbal it contract right in January. Mm-hmm. It, and we were wanting to kind of come in January, and it just didn't work out. So you closed on it in, say, February, and we had to wait the whole off season essentially with the the the, uh the present under the tree and could Mm. not unwrap it and uh so a lot of anticipation into the 18 and in in fall 18 i was out of town working and my dog got ran over and she was three four years old just getting good you know we're looking forward to the duck season my dog got ran over man i got to find a dog now and and met you through our mutual friend jack yeah so I, i feel like I feel like it had been the following year. Yeah, going into the, maybe the nineteen season. You know when you yeah. when you came hunting with us. I guess so. I came. It would have been toward the end of that year. It'd probably First been January. Yeah, we it's hunt, in, 
We hunted in Chatbook and killed. Yeah, the the photos in Lee's new new nice photo yeah. album smashed so, them. That was been when I came in to place, and then I don't think you had bought the land down to the south yet at that point. Because it came along after I had been coming around. I believe that's correct. Yeah, about I guess twenty twenty, I believe. Well, yeah. the, is this that that makes sense? Because this is essentially the the third season of of four fifty being in, in production. Is that correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, and it set out on one year, so so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. We'll circle back to him trying out all those dogs in a minute. <laughs> Let's go ahead and attack yeah. this now. What, what well, I don't know if we have on? enough time. I don't know if we have enough time. <laughs> so Walter's dog, bless her heart, got run over, <laughs> and and he wanted a dog, and I sent. He called. And I had this little yellow jip that somebody like Ray Shanks or somebody had for sale, and I was like. Here, take her and try her. And uh, Walter called me the next morning and said, this damn dog has brought everything in this house possible that she can pick up. And lady at my feet want me to throw it for you. It's too much. So we tried a bunch of them. He ended up with Sweet Pea. Um, yeah, great dog. Great, great dog. dog. Had only one flaw. But one flaw. Boy, that's a duck-getting dog. Yes. And 20... 20- 19 was the youngest dog in the United States to pass the master. Yeah, national. I, I would have probably acquired Sweet Pea faster. But uh, try, when we were in our business dealings, we had to wait till football season was over before you'd talk business. <laughs> That's horseshit. I called you on a Saturday. I don't want to talk about this dog. Get it. He said, I don't talk football or I don't talk business during football games. All right. <laughs> the Tide may have been playing and at that you point. You just met him at this point, didn't you? I mean, yeah, you know him long. Kind of That's one of the first conversations. He came over there, and I had kind of Sweet rough Pea and Dolly, <laughs> and he's like, what about one of them? I said, I don't, I don't want to sell them. You know, so we went on and on. He Then you circle back to one of those dogs. During the football game, unfortunately. But yeah. yeah. I said, we can talk about dogs after the Tide wins. So, but anyway, so um, – all right, so let's circle back down here to the, the South property. What's what is your goals? Our goals? You, I always tell people that Leland is so good to us. He says this is our place. It's not my place. It's our place. You say that all the time. You tell me that, and um, but this is your place. But what are what are our plans down there, development wise? And well, the <clears throat> the first thing is when when we got it was to figure out how to get water on some of it what where could we get water on it how can we hold the water with flashboard risers and uh and and how can we get some hot crops on it to even see if a duck will go to this place correct um i guess they're probably a mile apart from each other i would say so yeah and um so the first thing we did is 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 got got a well going and uh got some flashboard risers replaced or repaired in four of the ponds and um got a hot crop on it and with no intentions of hunting it and we really really don't hunt it we use it kind of like a refuge mm-hmm. got some hot crops on it and got ducks on it so almost immediately yes yeah so once we got, once we saw that ducks would use the place, 
um, it, it has enhanced our dream of what we want to do with the place. Significantly. So so we've added more wells, more flashboards, add, adding some now. Um, really, the, in the next month or two, we'll be able to water the whole place and we'll be able to control the water level on the whole place. At that time, <clears throat> we're going to pick a few more ponds that we can do more soils in. We're going to pick a few that we can do some more hot crops in. And then we're going to plant the remainder of the place in willows, cypress, oaks. Plant it, let it grow up. Yeah. It's one of them deals you don't want to wish your life away, but um, it's just one of those things that's going to be exciting to watch evolve and watch happen because that place has <laughs> has really amplified the, the duck hunting. On the original. On the original place. Correct. And it's almost like you you kind of hunt the, fr- the fringe of your property, essentially. Because you know, yes. we, we hunt those willows. We don't even bother a lot of this north property. And zero botherment down there on the south. Like you said, it's a refuge. That's right. Um, we uh, <clears throat> We believe a lot. Don't mess with them. Let them be happy. Um, we hunt the edges, as you said. Mm. Uh, we try not to drive around unless we absolutely have to. Um, if we if we want to go watch ducks, we will we'll watch them on the neighbor's sheet water, <laughs> or watch them flying <laughs> over the willows, but we will not hardly bump them. Yeah, and and that same theory is going to be true on this other place, but still the other. The southern property is the refuge. It's yeah. something coming in the future. Um, and, that, and that just goes back to the whole story that we have is, is build, building habitat, um, tweaking habitat, because habitat's changing every day. You don't, you don't realize it. You don't, it's just a little smidge of change every day that habitat's changing. And if you're not changing Habitat. I mean, we're changing. You go back to our deer, turkeys, ducks, or whatever. We're changing habitat that seems to be optimal right now, and we're altering it and and kind of messing it up for today with the hope of enhancing it for the future. Right. So that's kind of our motto. Yeah. <clears throat> kind of did something different up here today than we've ever done. On on the Willis, we're going to start taking some water down a little bit earlier than – Yeah. Yeah, we started pulling boards today. Usually hold water a little later in the year, but we're going to try something different and going to look at um, maybe do some mulching, some different things in some of them, let them start regenerating. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Adam, he he mentioned planting willows uh, down there on the southern farm. That's, to me, that's one of the neatest things we do here is transplant the willows from from the roost to here it's definitely a process a week-long process we just finished it (laughs) right they're not planted yet but we just finished that part of the process yeah we uh we all got together and brought some friends and and different ones together and we go we go to the to the what we would call the roost property and we've done it this is the second year 
the second year that we've done it. We we did a test plot three years ago. Yeah. And really had a good good result. So um very little data that we have been able to track down on Willis um as far as with foresters and stuff. So we go we did it last week and we uh get together, we get some weed eaters, we get a skid steer and get trailers and we go cut willow trees down, we bring them to the shop, we cut them in 14, 16 inch stakes, we put them in tubs with water, put them on the reefer trailer, and we're going to bring over something between 35 and 40,000 cuttings that we've done last week mm-hmm. to plant and should plant, I don't know, 100 acres. It's pretty cool. We did it last year, and uh, same thing. Planted, what, 40 acres last year? Yep. And we got to come over last summer, I think it was in August, and look around. And, man, that was really neat to see those trees. They're greened up. Yeah, they budded out and growing. Crazy. Yeah, some of the trees we planted last year are four to six feet tall, you know, limbs. Mm -hmm. Um, If they can ever get up above the competition, they're going to have it made. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's a pretty cool process uh, how we you go in and you cut down a willow tree, cut it up and stick it in the ground and it starts growing another willow tree. That's I never even fathomed that was even possible. Where did you come up with that at? What kind of Mr. Dan find that or Yeah. Yeah, Dan <clears throat> I think Mississippi State did a study on willows, a little bit of uh, on some biofuel. Mm-hmm. advantages or uh, it was a some kind of funded grant or something and it was some research on it just enough research to tell us that you can cut a willow in pieces and stick it in the ground as long as that willow is dormant when you cut it down right um when you when you stick it in the ground it will bud out and it seems like last year we had about 80% success <laughs> as far as chair on them. That's really, really, really cool. So that's going to do another 100 acres, you think, this year down there? I th- I think that's what I was told. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It, it's going to be cold one day when we're leaning against one. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know? 100%. It's going to be really rewarding when we're down there hunting and we know we cut those trees from over over there at the roost and brought them over here yeah, now we're well, them. and i i tell you today adam when we're down there pulling boards uh we go by the lakes that that we uh that we planted last year and they grew up with mill with willows and more soils and where did we see a lot of ducks today they're already in them already in them yeah yeah mallards mallards yeah yeah not it wasn't. I mean, it was mallards. That, so they're already using it. Yeah, I can't wait to uh, those. We lean on one of them trees, and this they slither down in that hole. <laughs> it's gonna take them a while to get where we can lean on them. <laughs> Me and you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> good. Um, did did we leave anything out, guys? I think you pretty well covered it. On the Willis, the transplanting. Yeah. yeah. 
anything else on Indian Lakes that we it's been a splendid year this year. It has been. It's gotten um I don't know if we've gotten better, but it seems like it gets better every year. And I'm, we attribute it to the Yeah, I think the property. the refuge we're we don't we don't have the benefit of of being near a, a whole lot of state or federal refuges. It's, it's a federal one not far from here, uh, but I don't think they pump water or, or do anything. So we we knew pretty quick if we was going to try to keep a a pretty good flow of ducks and and try to house some, we was going to have to figure out how to do it ourselves. Yeah. Um, so I, I think. I think it's gotten better. I think we've got more waterfowl on our property now than we did. Oh, uh, and I think we're adding each year. We're we're creating something that they like. Mm-hmm. It definitely has gotten better every year as far as the number of ducks using this place. In my eyes, absolutely. You agree, Lee? Absolutely, Walter. Absolutely. Hands down. Yes. Like we talked about earlier, he's Leland's always looking at how to improve something, how to tweak it, thinking mm-hmm. about it every day. Yeah. And we all are. A lot of our conversations throughout the year, how to improve something here at home. It, it It's changed the way that, that we've been able to essentially – we're learning a lot about ducks every year in migrations or lack thereof migrations and or populations uh, yeah populations and prior to to us having much experience or history here we were just like i would think the bulk of of duck hunters are at least in our part of the state or or maybe the entire state is we're waiting on that you know that blue northerner cold front to to push in you know ice just north of us and we mm-hmm. essentially want to be on the freeze line and that is if and when we get ducks it is in that occasion this property is the bulk of the ducks are on this property you know and the, you know, the calendar ducks quote unquote the, the halloween or migration first it, of november yeah ducks. early and and we are essentially just more years than not that's the ducks that that we have for the entire season and we're essentially managing pressure on those ducks and that southern property has essentially out a, a louder a pressure outlet for when we when we hunt the northern part that's their outlet and their escape and they're still here mm-hmm. they're not leaving and so it's just changed the way we can can manage that pressure significantly right you know, uh, <clears throat> Adam, my guy told me when, when I was in the land search, he, he introduced me to a, to a theory on land, especially with duck land. He said, uh, uh, I, I would ask him about, well, what about this piece of property? And he said, well, that's a, that's a if and when piece of property. I didn't ask him what that meant until about the third time I, introduce something to him and he said yep that's that's another one of them if and wins and i said i gotta ask you exactly what does a if and when and he he explained it i don't remember how he explained it to me but i'll try to explain it to you is 
if if the call front's coming and when you have water um then you will probably have ducks right so he said you want to try to find a place that's not if and when he says you want to find a place that you can put water on you can take water off and grab the ducks that walter's speaking of um you want them to come and hang out with you all year now them 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 ducks you get in october and november by the end of december and january they've pretty much got a phd on this piece of property we've seen some of them today we've seen some of them the last couple hunts is Mm. they're really starting to get educated but they're fun to mess with uh and to try to figure out and and when you trick one of them uh makes you feel good yeah rewarding yes (laughs) (laughs) um let's let's close with this i want i want to dig into our theory on is it the weather or is it population what you know not everybody has had ducks this year all right so why not it was very mild so you can argue that who wants to go first was it very mild I mean it was I remember mild well uh, I will throw this in Um, extremely dry Mm -hmm. record setting dry up until the latter part of December for this part of the country or even into January January. Mm -hmm. and that goes back to the old if and if and when a lot of people uh, that we communicate with really depend on rain filling their duck holes in uh, or their timber or whatever it is their food or whatever Mm -hmm. it is they're hunting and you know we've been able to we've been able to put in some water systems to where we can provide now we like rain uh rain keeps the power cut off rain's cheaper (laughs) rain's cheaper um but um the way our pods are set up we don't get drainage so we really only get the water that falls in them the rain drops that falls whatever, in there. Whatever we catch is what we get. Essentially. Well, whatever drops in it. Right. No run into it. Right. If you go over to our farms over on the east side of the state, we deal with a lot of running water, catching running water. But here we don't. So I think a lot of the people that we've talked to this year, they just had no water, period. Um. And we had water in October, you know, and added water since then. Um, so I think I think that's got a lot to do with it. This year, this year, mm-hmm. yeah. You we're going back to the weather, the temps. I felt like it was pretty mild fall and winter. Or did I miss something? I'm, I'll admit if I'm wrong. I feel like we had. I mean, maybe not twenty year ago cold weather, but significant amount of cold weather. I don't, 
I don't remember just like this long periods of crud or warm weather. I, I would agree with Leland on the drought and, and I mean, extremely low river uh, situation on the Mississippi, low surrounding waters there, and I just think it stopped them somewhere. I don't think that's all of it. I, I mean, there's data out there, you know, that, that absolutely support the, the low population stuff. I think that would be a part, but. I guess I would lean more towards towards the drought than uh, than, than mild temperatures this year. I had a lot of phone calls, buddies. You know, don't have any water in my duck hole. Want to pump it up? And that, yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Should have started a while back. <laughs> you know, and they think it's back to pumping there in a day later. You know, have have it full. That ain't usually never the case when you're dealing with pumping water. No, a lot of lot of places this year there wasn't water to pump. No, no. I mean it was so dry. Rare. Yeah. yeah. And it, it here, the, I know it's cheaper to to get the rainwater, but uh, it really kind of set this year up. I mean, we did had less competition, and and that low river is a big deal here because. What was that? The eighteen or eighteen and nineteen? Two, the first two years here, you know, we we dealt with well. One, he didn't have the the southern property, and uh, extremely high water on the river, and it it got real tough. The second half of the season, it was hard. Yeah, any time that water's rising um, off the river and the tributaries that feed into the river. That really, uh, I, I, it probably affects everybody mm. duck hunting in, unless they're hunting on the river or hunting in the flood or right. something. But it, it makes you wonder how them old ducks know that that river's coming up, but they do. They do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard a saying that just, it's too funny not to share. And I heard this at Fighting Bayou, one of the old original members there said, he just seemed not heavy have a heavy due till after the first of February. <laughs> I mean, because they could pump, you know, before anybody could, and they they hated the competition. So yeah, uh, I get it. And I also think it's it's just Adam's opinion that it's been consecutively dry, not a lot of snow up in in the pothole regions, North Dakota and Canada's been extremely dry during going into breeding season going into you know where they nest and hatch i feel like that has had a negative impact on population numbers too myself well you've been there the last two years to talk to people and no way more i know about that situation yeah well i don't know if i know more but i talk to people that that know more than i do a lot but that's just what i that's just what i believe i hope we get some rain and up north in Canada and, and up there before March and April, May. Really, the the, <clears throat> the only thing we really worry about is just the stuff we can control. Correct. Um, we try to set the plat- platter out there and um, provide every piece of it we can, and then it's up to Mother Nature to to push us on over the edge you know i think mr dan told us one time that you know water on water off yep that's a big deal 
in this duck hunting business. Yeah. Yep. Me and me and Lee were riding today, just just looking around, and we were just happened to, to look at a piece of property over the side of the road there. It pretty pretty neat looking place, and you know, handful of ducks on it. And you know, I told him, I said, you know, it, we had limited experience when we were kids coming over here, but but I remember just enough of it to know that every little puddle of water, you know, I mean, we're, we're talking early mid nineties here. Yeah that you saw had ducks and you hear the stories the glory days whatever and and i think back then it was just different i don't know if it was numbers or migration i'm not smart enough to know any of that stuff but but anywhere that had water in this this part of the country had ducks and it's not that way anymore you've got to be different you've got to to have something unique that if you want to consistently have ducks is that water food and lack of pressure it's, it's all three and and leland's done a great job of creating that here and, and it's why we've been able to have some success in in a, in a tough year in the area yeah i agree you guys got anything else last day to bar tomorrow's it we were talking earlier today i can't believe it's here but you know We'll miss it here in two weeks, but kind of, kind of glad it's here. Can't believe it, but kind of glad. I'm glad. Uh, now we can get started on stuff for next year. I know, or it. this year, this next duck season. I'm excited. Next year's duck season starts Thursday. Thursday, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah. Starts. There's people. There's people in this camp's already shifted gears to. To the next season in about six weeks here today. Oh yeah, it's a lot of chatter about turkey hunting yeah. here today. Yeah. Walter fried turkey tonight, and it was excellent, by the way. And uh, but now these so these some bitches running around here gobbling and <laughs> shit. <laughs> Not sure. Ain't they leaving? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they fired up about that. Looking forward. <laughs> we're always looking for the next season yeah. <laughs> we always are the next off season the next hunting season whatever it is it's always a season coming it's always a season coming it's dog season for me i'm not a big turkey hunter but it's dog training time for me so gotta get back after the hounds well look if you guys ain't got nothing else we'll wrap it up y'all good all good. Lee, thank you. Yes, sir. Thank Join you. us. Walter, thank you. Glad to be here. Leland, yes, thanks sir. For, thanks for coming on, bud. Man, yeah. We appreciate you. Thank you for you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Doghouse. We'll be back on the Dog Training Grind. Just stay tuned. See y'all. And, guys, don't forget, go check out our new website, the Doghouse Pod. Dot com. Um, you can submit questions, see all of our guys that sponsor our show. Click, 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 boom, go buy you some stuff from those guys. And see us on we- on, on the face page over there at Facebook, the Doghouse Podcast with Adam and Jimmy. You can contact us there. We're going to try to put out some content and stuff there. Thanks for listening. Appreciate y'all. <laughs>